Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redsearadio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you and God bless. And welcome to Red Sea Roundup. Today I am your host, Judy Como. I'm so happy to be here. And uh, just to bring our listeners into a little bit of what happens just a few seconds before this show gets started. The music's playing and I'm trying to decide what what am I going to say? What What's going to be the first thing to say? And I'm here with uh, Thaddeus Romanski, who Morning, we're... Judy. Morning, Judy. Good to see you. Good to see you. I, I, I've said this before. You know, I always have to kind of resist that. Good morning. Not so saying it, and I. then you usually do say it when I, I say that I don't say it. So why don't you just go on and say it? <laughs> good morning, Red Sea Radio <laughs> listeners. So I jumped in with the good old Texas Aggie giggum. Howdy this morning. So welcome, nice. welcome to all of our listeners here in the Brazos Valley, listening on KEDC 88.5 FM, over there on KYAR 98.3 Central Texas, and KINF 107.9 in Palestine. The holy land of Texas, as I like to say. Very happy. I know, because sometimes people say Palestine, and you're like, no. No. I mean, I was guilty of that at one time. Not anymore. Nope. And Should we uh, Brazos, bring St. Joseph? Brazos, how the many different. Yes, yes. You know, you know that commercial for the Toyota place. She ain't from here. Mm-hmm. That's okay. So let's but, uh, start our program under the guidance and, and uh, patronage of St. Joseph. I would love to do. do that. I want to piggyback an intention on top of our prayer and ask St. Joseph's intercession for a couple who went to a pregnancy checkup just thinking this is a pregnancy checkup and now they're on their way to the hospital a little unexpected and unplanned and i would imagine that's how mary felt (laughs) but we'll ask saint joseph's intercession as we pray in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen oh blessed joseph faithful guardian of my redeemer jesus christ protector of your chaste spouse the virgin mother of god I choose you this day to be my special patron and advocate, and I firmly resolve to honor you all the days of my life. Therefore, I humbly call on you to receive me as your adopted child, to instruct me in every doubt, to comfort me in every affliction, to obtain for me all the knowledge and the love of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and finally, to defend and protect me at the hour of my death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So wonderful to lean on the arms of all of our saints in heaven. We have lots of wonderful saints that we celebrated this past week and leading up to our wonderful celebration of Thanksgiving tomorrow. We had... Monday, one of my favorites, St. Cecilia. We asked her to pray for us. Yesterday, St. Clement. I learned a lot about Blessed Miguel Augustine Pro. 
I, I knew that he existed, but I did not know. Uh, a lot of, of us are shaking our heads. I do want to uh, give a brief in, in, intro to Beth Coles, who's going to be my guest in a little while. I'll have a formal introduction, but uh, I'm glad you're here. And uh, yeah, t- Talking about those Saints feast days, that's kind of a nice little tease about what y'all are going to be talking about. Yes, we're going to dive that into That they're on the particular days at, at certain times of the year. Year. Every year. Every year, yes. So a beautiful Catholic faith. We're going to really dive in and talk about the liturgical year and the seasons coming up. So Yeah, but uh, right now let's let's bring on our, our phone guest. Yeah. We have uh, John Pachata from Pro-Life Waco, and he's here to tell us about their season of activity right, right now up there in Central Texas. Good morning, John. Good morning, Thaddeus. How are you? I'm well. Great to have you on again as usual. Yes, it's, I appreciate the opportunity to uh, to be a guest on your program and uh, keep everyone informed about what's happening in in Waco. Uh, we're the only abortion center facility mill uh, in in the Red Sea area, and uh, it's right there on Highway Six. The address is seven hundred West Highway Six. And we would like to have everybody in the Red Sea area to uh, come up with, uh, after after Thanksgiving. We have really a couple things happening at uh, regular events, and then also uh, one in special recognition and prayer for the Supreme Court decision and the hearings yes. that uh, I guess testimony you would call it that they, they will be having on December one. So we're active. <laughs> we're always <laughs> moving up here. And uh, challenging Planned Parenthood in 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 every way. Wonderful, uh, and th- thank God for your uh, call and your uh, dedication, John. Um, tell our listeners um, maybe just a couple of ways that they could contact you and Pro Life Waco. How they could uh, okay. get involved? Okay, uh, the the email address uh, is uh, easy to remember: Pro Life Waco at gmail.com mm-hmm. and uh, I don't hide my telephone number uh, 254-644-0407 Great and well, Let me um, say this if anyone, we, we give away yard signs to anybody who comes to my front door and let me just say my address and if anyone in the Don't get yourself area, doxxed now <laughs> Uh, if anyone finds themselves in Waco and say, I want a yard sign, <laughs> they're, they're sitting there waiting for you. And uh, it's, it's 4,200 Grim, as in sad, Grim Avenue. So they're free to you. Mm-hmm. Um, could you highlight a, a particular need that y'all have right now? Where Well, there's, there's uh, two events coming, coming up. Great. Uh, one on uh, Saturday, November November 27th, we have what we call Rise Up in Waco, and that's at Planned Parenthood, and it's uh, and that's kind of our big pro- public square outreach where we try to really attract attention to let our neighbors know that they have neighbors uh, who deeply regret the shedding of innocent blood. So we're we're out from eight o'clock till ten o'clock. 
uh, on 27th and every fourth Saturday. So you might jot that down. It's, it's not just this event, but any fourth Saturday. And we're holding signs out along the public right of way. And we take a break at nine o'clock for what we call uh, Fiesta del Ranchito. And I go to a nice Mexican restaurant here when I see about how many people are there and buy tacos and we have a taco break. So it's a fun event. And and one, uh, of course, everyone knows what Highway 6 is. And and there's a lot of traffic. It's a big artery through, through Waco. Uh, so we'll we'll be out there and uh, invite uh, invite people to come up and and join us. And then 40 Days for Life is having a mini 40 Days for Life on November 30th, which is the day before the hearings, and then December 1, which is the day of the hearings. And from uh, that uh, Tuesday, November 7th. From seven o'clock on that day to seven o'clock on the following day, uh, we're inviting people to come out and pray at, at Planned Parenthood. And uh, so that's it. the two things that are uh, going on. If if anyone's ever interested in John, what are the dates on the life? what are the dates on the mini forty days for life again? November thirtieth and December one. Okay. Okay. Thank you, sir. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, we thank you so yeah. much for the work that y'all are doing up there. Gosh, um, are the prayers of the people in the Brazos Valley are certainly with y'all. And I know sometimes well, you get you some so Aggies and, and folks from here that, that come up and participate in yeah, your events. Yeah, I really would. I'd like to mention on that uh, that fourth Saturday, uh, that's right around the corner, and that's better activity uh, than shopping. I also checked the foot, uh, Texas <laughs> football schedule, and your the game is at 6 o'clock in the evening. Plenty so of time. Yes. Plenty of time. Yeah, but, Quick trip uh, to Waco. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, but uh, at any time, our, our website is ProLifeWaco.com. Great. And on the front, uh, the homepage, there's always our schedule for the for the weeks ahead. All right, John. Thank Great. you so much. Keep working for justice there in, in Waco and, and standing up for life. Thank you so much. And th- thank you so much. I enjoyed seeing you. The great... Uh, a banquet that you had in, in Waco supporting. Oh, y'all were so supportive of us. It was a very successful it was night. It was a great evening. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate it, John. All right. Pro-Life Bye-bye. Waco, Bye-bye. John Pashada guys, support them. Bye-bye. Check out their website at prolifewaco.com. Great. Thank you, John. Um, a couple of things coming up uh, here in the Bryan area. We have the BCS Men's Deanery. All men are invited to the third annual BCS Deanery Men's Morning of Reflection here at uh, Santa Teresa Parish on December the 4th, which is next Saturday. Not this Saturday, but some people say. Next Saturday. Is it next Saturday? This is the next Saturday. No, next Saturday. So we're not going to pick that apart. The Saturday following this weekend. December the 4th, yes. December the 4th over at Santa Teresa Begins with Mass at 8 a.m. and ends around noon with group recitation of the Rosary. Kevin Wells, former sports journalist and now a nationally recognized speaker, 
We'll talk about. And a recent Red Sea Roundup guest with Gene, Gene Wilhelm. I know he beat me month. to the punch. Yep. He beat me to the punch. I wanted to try to have him on too, but it was a great interview. He's a great speaker, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, you can find out more information uh, on lots of websites. You can contact 979-777-8453 for more details. He will speak about how to be a modern-day St. Joseph, living a life of holiness through the sacrifices like St. Joseph. And gratefully, we decided, that was decided to, hey, let's keep this guy around for a little bit. So he's going to travel from St. Teresa's over to St. Joseph's and address the women of the Brazos Valley Deanery. You'll be welcome. That's on the same Saturday, December the 4th. So the women will be gathering from 1 to 3 where Kevin will share his thoughts on the women we need to be to nourish the church. He's spoken uh, many different EWTN on the, on the radio quite often. So don't miss this opportunity. It's a free event for us to come together. Just similar to our gathering for the benefit. It's always wonderful to be in a room full of energy and love for our Catholic faith. Thaddeus, I see you have lots of red writing on your bullet on your board there. Well, I took down a lot of notes about what uh, John said that Pro-Life Waco is going to be doing, and I so that I can include them in the, the show notes for the podcast of this show. You know, you can get all of our podcasted shows at redsearadio.org slash podcast, or you can get our app on your phone and get to them that way, or use any app that you'd like to consume podcasts with, and our, our shows are listed there, Red Sea Roundup. Mystery right. Parenthood, I was thinking, Personal Alto, Restorative <laughs> Justice, Shoulder to Shoulder, and yet I go on. There you go. But you will. <laughs> oh, I'm actually done with the list. <laughs> I was thinking on my way up here, um, you know, with tomorrow, uh, tomorrow being Thanksgiving, I forget what day is what, but uh, I just want to personally, I know likely last week we talked about our benefit and how much we appreciate our donors and those who have supported us, but um, it's just very rare that I'm listening to the radio that I don't learn something about my Catholic faith. So I just want to say a personal thanksgiving for our donors and all of those who have supported us from the very beginning and, you know, credit to the Holy Spirit for calling Dennis and the apostolate to... um, bring Catholic radio and the never ending opportunity to spread it further and further. We're so grateful that we have two new stations coming up. Um, Thaddeus maybe knows some details about when that's going to roll out. Yeah, we can, we can say more about that at another, another time Mm -hmm. since our first part of the show is drawing to a close. We only have about 30 seconds, Mm -hmm. a little less than that. So uh, stick with us, listeners. Uh, Beth Coles and I will be talking about the liturgical season and how we got to where we are today. I've been Welcome back to Red Sea Roundup. If you're just joining us, pat yourself on the back because this is going to be the best 40-some-odd minutes of your day today. 
because we're going to learn so much together. I, I have a formal, well-written invita- um, description of Beth Coles and her the reason that she's here, but the reason that she's here is that we're friends and have been friends for a long time, and we've uh, shared ministry together, and I'm blessed that we now go to Bible study together, but um, Beth has served in professional parish ministry for 10 years as a coordinator of elementary religious education, served as at a parish's high school youth minister for two years and director of religious education for three. Beth earned her Master's of Arts in Catechetics and Evangelization from Franciscan, where she also completed the prestigious and intensive five-year Bosco Conference DRE slash PCL certification. Beth and her husband, Christopher, co-founded the Catholic Apostolate, wholly owned and operated We'll have an opportunity to talk a little bit more about that, but it's a nonprofit organization that helps families and individuals grow in their Catholic faith. Beth and Christopher live here in Bryan, Texas, where they have homeschooled their three boys for 22 years. They share and teach about the Catholic faith in their popular and entertaining weekly podcast, On the Road to Perfection. And because I was a part of that parish and we did ministry for quite a long time. We yes, have ma'am. camped in the Davis Mountains. Yes. We have slept in my truck because all our stuff got wet. Drenched. We uh, survived wild javelina hogs coming through our campsite. <laughs> yep. And uh, her, her husband Adventures. has many talents, but he is the king of the acronym. He is. And uh, somehow put together the far out retreat that we were and i think that is still continuing and again so we'll talk about that but uh awesome a couple of weeks ago i felt like sometimes i spend a lot of time thinking i'm normal and and maybe (laughs) i know that i'm not but you know you're sitting in mass on Mm -hmm. any given sunday and you'll hear Mm the 23rd sunday of ordinary time or the homily last weekend drops the bomb that this is the end of the liturgical year. Yep. And who really knows what that is? is if that you don't mean? know what it is, do you are you going to learn it on that <clears throat> Sunday? Probably, Probably not. not. And so I wanted us to come together cuz I have questions, Beth. Okay. And maybe can, I have answers. Let's go with it. <laughs> so I posed the question, "Hey, come on the radio yeah. and let's talk about the liturgical year, the cycles, the yep. readings mm-hmm. and the uh Upcoming Advent season. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. And you said and yes. I said yes. And then I said, oh, I might do some research on that. <laughs> Make sure I know what I'm talking so, about. I guess I, I sometimes think about it. Okay. Jesus. Yeah. Last Supper. Yeah. Established the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. Then the next time you kind of hear about it, Road to Emmaus. Yeah. Breaking of the bread. Yep. I want to know what happened next. What happened next? And how did we get to 2021 yeah. and... Yeah. Does that make sense? A little bit. Okay. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, so thanks for having me. Thanks for asking me. Um, I always have a blast when I come visit with you on the radio. Oh, well. And uh, well, I have a blast when I'm with you anyway. Doesn't matter where we are. <laughs> so be on my back porch, your back porch, yeah. you know, somewhere Today we're town. on the microphone. Today we're on the microphone and everybody else gets to eavesdrop on come our on conversation. Well, there's a party going on in my head at all times. <laughs> I just invite other people in. That, and I, I accept as often as possible. I love Judy's party. 
<clears throat> so, yeah, we um, as Christians, we uh, follow in the footsteps of our Jewish, you know, forefathers. Right. So Jesus grew up in the Jewish faith. Uh, his parents were faithful, devout Jews. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the Jewish faith has a very set calendar. Like they have a calendar that's prescribed in, and we can read about it back in Deuteronomy, you know. Um, <clears throat> and so when we think about our Jewish forefathers, one of the things that comes to mind is the Passover. That was a big deal, right? And the Last Supper occurred on Passover, okay? Um, Jesus died, was crucified during the Passover week celebration time. Um, so when, when Jesus was crucified on that Friday and rose again on Sunday, that Sabbath, the Saturday between Good Friday and Easter Sunday, um, that was the Jewish, you know, Saturday is the Jewish Sabbath. So that was their day of rest. They didn't, you know, go to visit the grave or anything. That's why we have these beautiful resurrection stories of the women going out to figure out, okay, how are we going to roll back the stone so we can anoint the body? Because we didn't mm -hmm. have time on Friday before the Passover started and all that. So <clears throat> as Christians, we recognized that, well, Jesus died at Passover so we're going to celebrate Easter at that time every year. So the the first feast that we as Christians celebrated was Easter. Okay. It is the highest most solemn feast of our faith because without the resurrection we wouldn't be here. Okay, let's just put it out there. Christianity wouldn't exist if Christ hadn't risen from the dead. So the Easter celebration was calculated based on how the Jews calculated Passover, when that was going to happen. And it wasn't the same every year? No. It depended on— So it's a lunar—it's it, based on the lunar calendar, okay? okay? And so the— Calculation for Passover has to do with the first full moon after the spring equinox. Okay. Well, we recognize that that doesn't always happen on the same day of the week. Correct. Right. So Passover actually moves mm -hmm. days of the week. As our Easter does. As, because well, of our Easter doesn't move day of the week. Correct. Right. But so date. Date. The date moves. So because Easter happened on Sunday... Jesus rose on Sunday. We didn't want to celebrate Easter on a Tuesday. Okay. So the early church uh, bishops um, decided to say, okay, we're going to make sure that we celebrate Easter on a Sunday. So it's the first Sunday after the first full moon after the spring equinox. So that's kind of a mouthful. The first Sunday after the first full moon after the spring equinox. So that's why Easter can fall anywhere from March 22nd to April 25th. We've got that window of when Easter will happen. 
<clears throat> so that was if I could just yeah. ask a question yeah. real quick. Like so you were saying the uh how much time years would uh you say since okay, Jesus yeah. died, Pentecost, right. Acts of the Apostles, <clears throat> how yeah. um, so you know, just a ballparky before the, we started Yeah. Um, these details started falling into yeah. place. Uh we have written um, confirmation of the celebration of the Lord's Supper happening every Sunday as early as 150. Okay. Justin Martyr, St. Justin Martyr, we have his writings mm-hmm. in the year 150. So very shortly after the apostolic period, you know, after the last apostle passed away. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> man. <clears throat> And uh, Beth, is, yeah. wouldn't it be true to say that there's at least suggestions that that's going on, even in something like the Didache, which is the teaching of the right. apostles, which right. I think is dated yeah. to what, 50 or 60? 50s and 60s. So yeah. that's and extremely you can, early. Extremely early. And you can see evidence in uh, even, you know, the, the New Testament writings of St. Paul and the Acts of the Apostles when we, when we're, we're talking, we hear him describing, you know, the Lord's celebration, the Lord's day celebration that they, you know, they have there, the, the agape feast and, and things like that. Right, right, right. So, so Sunday has always been our day of celebration and worship. Right. And, uh, so, but we kept the seven day week that the Jews had, had established, um, which was different from the Roman week. I think the Romans had a 10 day week or something like that. I, I don't remember history, man. I don't know. Come on. I mean, I'm, I'm not an ancient historian. historian. I'm not an ancient historian. historian by training. Here. Oh my American goodness. historian over here, much more recent and oh, smaller okay. span of time. Yeah. Um, we'll do another show. Yeah, about that. whatever. Um, <laughs> I just know that the Christians had a different calendar from the Romans, um, and the Greeks, um, but they they kind of kept the Jewish cal- calendar for a long time. <clears throat> In the year 325 was the first Council of Nicaea, where we get our Nicene Creed, the, the beginnings of that happening. Um, that's when they actually codified, put down in church law, how to calculate Easter. So okay. that's that we can say definitely by 325, we were celebrating Easter on the first Sunday after the first full moon, after the first, after the equinox. So, um, and then Pentecost, we can look in the Bible and know that Pentecost is 50 days from Easter. Okay. Because that was the festival of booths. Right. And that happens 50 days after Passover, which comes from the, the Torah, you know, from numbers and, and Leviticus and all of that. Um, that's one of the, the prescribed feasts that, that Moses was, was handed down right. from God. And so there's, we, we know that from the Bible. So that's scriptural. Um, we know the Ascension occurred 40 days after Easter. Cause again, it says so right there in acts 40 days later, Jesus went up into the heavens and they watched and the angel said, why are you staring mm-hmm. up there? You've got work to do here. Um, and they're like, and we've oh, been working ever since. Okay. Well, here we go. Um, but wait 10 days. Right. right? You know, uh, and then, so 
as all of but, that uh, evolved, can I jump in? Yeah, yeah. But that's all the uh, the t- the ten days between mm-hmm. Ascension and Pentecost yep. that they spent in the upper room yep. praying. Mm-hmm. First novena. That's first the novena. first. That's, that's where we get the tradition of the novena the, from, no, right? Yep. So that's exactly. that's biblical as well. The it novena is. is biblical. It is. So yeah, we're you know we we follow these feasts and um, because we are creatures of habit. Okay. God knew what he was doing when he created us. Right. And he knew what he was doing when he gave us these ways to celebrate and to remember and commemorate and memorialize and all of these, you know, wonderful ways, because when we do something ritually on a a regular basis, it becomes part of who we are, right? Exactly. (laughs) And what do we want? We want God to become part of us. We want to be in his life. We want him to be in our lives. And so by celebrating these feasts and seasons on a regular basis, we do that, right? So... As things evolved and we got further along, um, y'all may have heard of um, Pope Gregory the Great, and uh, he did something with the calendar that recalculated a whole bunch of stuff because the Julian calendar, which was the, the Roman calendar that was in use at the time, had gotten way off as far as like winter was now in summer and and things like that. So Pope Gregory put together a calendar and it's called the Gregorian calendar. And that's what we use now, January through when I, when December. I was in Italy, we were in the uh, yeah. Sistine chapel and doing all this tour and our mm-hmm. tour guide. And I really can't say it as accurately, but I think this may have happened. So at, as those calendars start, started to reconcile yep. like the day actually mm-hmm. only lasted a few hours before it became the next right. day to get everybody. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Did that happen? I didn't dream it. I think so. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, the, the Romans had this, this thing where they would do this catch up, like to get things back on track and they would have this, this random month every few years to get everything back on track. And it was literally a month that didn't exist. And so yeah. it would be like this massive <laughs> celebration. It's like for if a your birthday long. is uh, February yeah. 20, yeah, 38, right. 28th. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so the emperor would throw these like month long games and, you know, the Circus Maximus was full and, you know, all those things. And anyway, that was how the Romans reconciled and got their seasons back on track because things would get so out of whack. Um, that's crazy. But that's what we get for having a, you know, a, a an earthly rotation around the sun that lasts 365.4 days. You know, <laughs> got to so, catch up. Somewhere. We got to catch up. Mm-hmm. So, um so anyhow, the Pope Gregory put together the Gregorian calendar and then um, by, um, I got to look at my notes because I can't remember when exactly. By the middle of the fifth century, um, we had Christmas set December 25th, 
Okay. Um, between the mid fourth, mid fifth century, we've got evidence of, of Christmas being set. Um, it makes sense that, you know, Christ's birthday is the same day every year. Everybody's birthday is the same day every year. Right. Um, so once that was set, then about 70 to 80 years later, um, one of the popes and I can't remember his name, um, put together the season of Advent to help prepare people for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And um, by then Lent was already a thing, you know, um, Lent came along fairly quickly um, to, to help us prepare for Easter. And that was when the catechumens, the, the newly, you know, new members of the church were prepared for their sacraments and and things like that. And so it just made sense for this other feast, the feast of the incarnation, the the when when Christ came to earth as a as a baby, um we needed to have something to kind of prepare us and get us ready for that and not just spring it on. Mm-hmm. Um so Advent was a is a season that's um, built to bring us into the story, right? Um, so we're going to, you know, kind of dive into Advent because that's coming up in just a few days. Um, and so I'll say it. Happy New Year, everybody. Yes, absolutely. Um, because Advent is our new year. That's our, our liturgical year start. Um, Judy and I did ministry together um, for several years, and uh, we have done New Year's parties. Yes, we have. Uh, for those uh, those teens at, at youth group, and they walk in, and we're wearing party hats, and we've got the buzzers blowers and, and buzzers and the Happy New Year celebration decorations, and it's four weeks before Christmas, and the kids are like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> Y'all have lost your minds. I had a really good time remembering some of the Advent lessons that we've done together. And uh, I I was telling them that we, I had asked Deacon Bill to come Mm -hmm. and give a talk about Advent. And we staged it in the church and had a vacuum cleaner up on the altar. And so we're doing the opening prayer and telling the teens and this and Bill just, Deacon Bill just walked out on the altar and turned on the vacuum cleaner and started cleaning. And we're like... (laughs) What, what are you, are you doing? doing? He said, oh, well, I'm getting the church ready for Advent. And that kind of lead in. And last week at uh, Bible study, and for our listeners, you can go to BustedHalo.com yep. and watch this Advent in two silly minutes. little Advent in two minutes. But the, the music will get stuck in your head, yes. I assure you. But uh, just wonderful ways that we try to bring this season yeah, into uh, our teens' lives, but it really, like most things, I learned so much by yeah. trying to dive into it that way. Yeah, I learned much more by teaching than I do by sitting in a classroom. There you go. Um, so the the thing about Advent, first of all, its liturgical color is my favorite color, and I have lots of purple clothing. And I do save it up for Advent. There you go. <laughs> and Lent. 
<laughs> I match the liturgical colors. A Purple's lot of one of my colors too. So not so ordinary. Yeah, green is not yeah. my. Color, yeah, but that's okay. It's, that's all right. That's all right. So yeah, the colors of the liturgical year help us as you know we we use our senses as part of our worship, right? Um, the the reason the sacraments have physical aspects is because we are physical beings. The liturgical calendar similarly has physical things that we recognize to help us move through the year. And just like we um, have the the wonderful world around us changes throughout the year to show us what season it is, whether it's temperature or leaves dropping, not so much here in the Brazos Valley, but, you know, uh, other places in the world, the trees drop their leaves. <laughs> well, let me interject there because I have nothing but sycamore trees in oh, my yard. And yeah. so even yeah. when they kind of drop those leaves, it's a it's a mess. It's a thing. Yeah. So you got to keep we've up got with live it, oaks. So. <laughs> and so all we've got is acorns everywhere. And, and for our listeners. Uh, and by the way, we are live today and we would love to have someone call in. You can reach us with a question or a comment or a shout out for Beth or I, you could call love 85 love red C that's 855-683-7332. If you're just joining us, my guest is Beth Coles and we are embracing the season of Advent at this time. Yeah. So when we walk into church on Sunday, there's a few things you're going to see. And the first one probably is um, purple linens on the altar. Your uh, priest and deacon are going to be wearing purple uh, vestments. And there's going to be a new addition to the sanctuary um, decorations. And that's the Advent wreath. And every parish that I've ever attended... So if your parish does not have an Advent wreath, you might check with your pastor and ask why. (laughs) Every parish I've ever attended my entire Catholic life uh, has a large Advent wreath on the altar. And the first Sunday of Advent, they will bless it um, and light the first candle. Um, The Advent wreath is made up of four candles. Um, Some of them have a fifth. Um, The four candles are three purple ones, a rose or pink one. And the fifth one typically is a white candle in the center known as the Christ candle. So Advent lasts four weeks or at least four Sundays. And depending on when Christmas falls, Advent can be very short, meaning the last Sunday of Advent is the day before Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Or like this year. Extreme challenge for the... Yes, for the the sacristans. Liturgists slash terrorists. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Some people have to switch over the the church in three hours. Um, But this year it's nice and long. Yeah. Um, Since Christmas is on Saturday, uh, we have a full fourth week of Advent. So you're going to hear some readings that you haven't heard before, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that you hardly ever hear. Um, So the candles represent um, the light of Christ coming into the world. And that light grows throughout the season of Advent. So if you think about it, one candle gives off a little bit of light, two candles, three candles, four candles, and finally you get this beautiful 
full light. And we have always had an Advent wreath in my house. Um, And so I continued that tradition uh, with my family. And when I was a coordinator of faith formation, we had Advent wreath making parties. Yes. We had. There's um, still some in the youth closet. There are. Yeah. If y'all need an Advent yeah. wreath, contact <laughs> Judy and she can probably dig some stuff out for you. Um, but the the season to me doesn't really happen without that Advent wreath. You know, it, that's our marker. Yeah. But there's other things that you can do. You can have an Advent calendar that also kind of marks the days and that's always fun. There's a gazillion different ways to do that one. Um, the Jesse tree. Um, I've tried to do a Jesse tree. God bless everybody who successfully gets through a Jesse tree in a season because it's readings every single day. And when you've got a busy family, that's just hard to do. Mm-hmm. But a little ornament goes on the tree, typically, that uh, represents different parts of the salvation history. <clears throat> so there's, uh, there's that. There's, um, there's different music for Advent. There's just all these different ways that we prepare to receive Jesus mm-hmm. as he came to earth to do his ministry. And um, I, I'm just going to do a little plug here that um, Christopher and I did a whole podcast on Advent and uh, it's up on our website, holyownedandoperated.com. Um, and that's holy H O L Y. Yes. Holy owned O W N E D and operated.com. And we talk about how we can celebrate Advent in our homes um, because as Red Sea Radio is here to help, you know, form and inform the domestic church. So Holy Owned and Operated exists to form and inform uh, everybody uh, in their Catholic faith. And so we, um, we, we complement one another Absolutely. in our in our ministries. Yeah, I, and, as we're talking, um, I picture you know most parishes have an RCIA program, right yep. of Christian initiation for adults. Now it's the OCIA. Did you all get, hear that what? news? Yeah, just recently. Now it's going to be the Order of Christian Initiation of Adults. Oh, that's the new. Yeah. Okay. Just a small, a small administrative change, but oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so all over the world, people are inquiring to right. uh, learn more about the faith. So yep. perhaps just think about, you know, how many advents we've experienced as our collective age right. in this room and our <laughs> listeners, but someone may be experiencing Advent in a Catholic church for the, for first, the first time. time. And so I, I, that's what I hope for. Us as whoever's hearing this and for us individually to just Mm -hmm. bump up our uh, our zeal for this um, wonderful season of Advent that we're uh, we're called. And and like you said, the readings. So we'll maybe touch base on the cycle of the readings. Uh, One other Mm-hmm. liturgical aspect yes. uh, that changes for Advent is that we will not sing the Gloria right. throughout Advent. 
similar to uh, the season of Lent, Lent, where we don't sing the Gloria or the Alleluia. We have a Lenten gospel acclamation. And so we fast a little bit from that Gloria until we get to Christmas Eve when we sing with the angels angels who sang glory to God in the highest for the first time. And yeah, uh, it's just... It's amazing. It's, it's a longing as a pastoral musician yeah, to sure. not sing that for those that time. And oh, oh, what a season it is. Yes. And the the neat thing about Advent is that we are we are preparing and everybody's preparing for Christmas. I mean, you look around in the the world as you drive down the street the christmas lights are coming up the you know and the decorations at the at the stores and everybody's out buying gifts and and all of that but why do we do that guess what it's all rooted in the church people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. but why do we decorate with lights it goes back to jesus being the light, light of, of the, the world. world why do we have christmas trees because in germany that was their tradition of putting lights in their home. They used the evergreen tree to point to Christ as being the life of the world. And by putting candles on those evergreen trees, it combined the light and the life that Jesus offers us. And so we have these beautiful traditions that the secular world adopted and uses constantly, but it's all rooted in our faith. And the more we learn about what those symbols and signs mean to us in our faith, the better and more deeply and richly we can worship God and become more fully members of his family, uh, which we are through baptism. And so you know, you think about family gatherings. Well, this is this is the big family gathering, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, <clears throat> so when we prepare our homes for our family and friends to come for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, think about the church is preparing for the family to come home as well. Yeah, and it's beautiful. And so I, that's I, I do part recall of it. also. Um, <clears throat> During the season of Advent, we're, we're actually being challenged to look at three directions all at the same time. Yes. And um, how, how, how much better, how much more I get out of it every week mm-hmm. of the season of Advent is when I'm driving there and to start preparing my mind, okay, what aspect of these three directions do I need to pull together just a little bit as I go to this Mass this weekend. So we're looking back at Jesus's life, death, and resurrection. Uh, I'm sorry, his birth. Mm -hmm. And we're looking right here in present as who is Jesus now, today in my heart, and how can I come to know him better and looking ahead to the time when he's going to come back again. That's right. And um, that... The the preparing the like you said the color purple yeah We're, connects with you know yeah. goes back to Christ the King is is our Jesus your royal that's right purple color or does he wear a crown of jewels or a crown of thorns and then we begin right. the next 
season is Advent. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that, that cycle of, of the liturgy, how it moves us through the life of Jesus and into what we're to do with the teachings of Jesus in our own lives and how we prepare ourselves for our personal judgment at our, our death, but also for the, the second coming. And so, you know, when we hear the readings at mass from scripture, we've got the, we've got what's known as a, a liturgical cycle of readings. So my next question. Yeah. So, um, Sunday, we will start year C in our our liturgical cycle. There's A, B, and C for the Sunday readings. Uh, the daily readings have a, a different cycle. They've got a two-year cycle, year one and year two. Um, but the, the three-year cycle that we're familiar with as <clears throat> weekly Sunday mass goers, um, this year C... Uh, begins, um, and we will hear mostly from St. Luke's gospel through year C. Year A is is Matthew, the gospel of Matthew. Year B is, is mostly Mark, and then year C is mostly Luke. Um, during the Easter season, we get a lot of St. John's gospel um, because he spends a lot of time on... Um, it's just it's the the spirituality of John's gospel fits that Easter season. We heard a lot of it during this um, year B was all St. John. Do you know when these readings and the cycles like, OK, we've talked about the Council of Nicaea yeah, when and we've talked about, about Pope Gregory yeah. of how that <clears throat> Um, I, you know, it, no, yeah, <laughs> short I, answer. I, um, it, um, it's, it's old. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's certainly pre-reformation. Yeah. Let, let's just stick that out there. It's pre-reformation, uh-huh. um, because there are, um, Protestant churches that still use the, the three-year liturgical cycle, um, the, the Lutherans, uh, the Anglican and Episcopalians. Really? Um, and um, I want to say that the Presbyterians use it to some extent as well. Um, uh, the Methodists have, you know, Advent and Lent and, you know, so there are. Um, and they coordinate. Oh, they're the when, same as you know, our readings. It's funny. I, was, I grew up. My mother was Episcopalian yeah. when I grew up, and we would go to the Episcopal Church one week and the Catholic Church the next week. That's how my parents, you know, figured all that out. And um, it was the same readings. <laughs> they use the same sacramentary. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I recently the, went to a Methodist funeral. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, distant. Mm-hmm. Not my first cousin, but my yeah. first cousin's first cousin sure. is a priest, and yeah. I ask him, and they they are the same. But yeah. a lot of the non denominational churches mm-hmm. don't don't realize that right. in every church, in every yeah. town, in every nation, every Sunday, mm-hmm. the readings are the same. Yeah. And that's why we're the the Catholic Church, Universal the Church, Universal Church. And um, so the the 
the yearly cycle was a way for um, the the bishops, the magisterium, to help the faithful to uh, deepen their um, their scriptural uh, understanding um, by pairing the Old Testament reading with the gospel. Uh, there's typically a foreshadowing of the gospel mm-hmm. in the Old Testament reading. Uh, the second reading, if it doesn't tie in directly with uh, either of those, it's uh, a moral teaching or a, a fundamental um, teaching of the faith that is um, significant for catechesis, um, because a lot of, you know, a lot of the epistles from the New Testament, that's the letters, you know, letter to Thessalonians, Corinthians, mm-hmm. all that, um, that was catechesis. That was, that was teaching, you know, St. Paul is teaching the people how to be Christians. And so when we look at it as instructions, you know, um, it's, it's the teaching, right? So, um, yes, Jesus is the teacher with a capital T and he gave that teaching authority and office to his apostles who then, uh, passed it on to the bishops and priests and deacons and catechists. Um, the The office of catechist is um, one of the ancient um, ministries of the church. Absolutely, and um, the the church today is kind of bringing that back um, with uh, a, a commissioning of catechists and um, making sure that we're all trained up and understand and and that kind of thing. So, but the liturgical year, um, it's Advent and then Christmas, um, Epiphany is in there. Um, and then ordinary time is a short one. And then Lent, Easter, um, can't skip the Triduum. There's the (laughs) Triduum right there, uh, between, uh, East, um, Lent and Easter. And then we've got Easter for 50 days. Uh, And then Pentecost is its own single day of a season. And then we've got the long ordinary time Mm -hmm. um, throughout summer and and into the fall. I get that it's ordinal that the, you know, I think sometimes it's like, okay, we we can rest now. It's just ordinary. (laughs) It's it's the ordinary part. (laughs) But But think about, think about when, when can you take a breath and uh, take a little vacation to reset it's during the ordinary times, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's that's time for us to, you know, get get fed in that yeah. way. I like to think mm-hmm. of it because the season, it's green. It and is. It's growth, growth. And we learn exactly. about Jesus's life and we can apply it in our day-to-day. Um, just, uh, we're just so blessed. Man, I'm glad I'm Can Catholic. I offer another nerdy reason why it's called ordinary time? Sure. Because cardinal numbers are one, two, three, four, five. Ordinal numbers are first, first second, second, third, third fourth. Third. So these are the counted weeks yep. of the year, the ordinary weeks of the year. Yep. Thanks. Yeah, Geek. it's good. Well, it's, <laughs> it's all right. We love geeks. He he said it was a nerdy yes, thing. That's, yeah, that's no, right. But I think there is just so many things about our yeah. faith that um, can, maybe you knew it. Maybe you didn't, didn't. but just the hearing of it gets me fired up and I, I I need zeal. Yes. (laughs) I need some good zeal. And 
And so we're, I'm going to plug again, something that we do at Holy Owned and Operated. We have a weekly mass warm up. Uh, it's a weekly newsletter. Um, and it's a way for, uh, you to prepare for the upcoming mass. Uh, it's focused on the mass readings. Uh, there's a little teaching and a discussion and an activity to do with your family. Um, and, uh, it's for everybody. And how can people get that? They can go to holyownedandoperated.com mm-hmm. and sign up for the newsletter. There's a nice little button there. Sign me up. Okay. And, uh, it's this week's mass warm up. So it's like... You know, get cool. your get when your is, muscles And when does ready. that usually arrive? That goes out on Tuesdays. Okay, so gives you a couple gives, gives you a couple days get it to get it via email. And, email uh, to you. you can. Yep, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun knowing y'all and knowing your personality and y'all's walk. I don't know what it's called. Walk around the neighborhood <laughs> on the uh, road to the perfection. Podcast, the our podcast. podcast. Yeah, we, I was going to say in the last minute, yeah, anything we, else you want to tell people about? We um, plug away. Yeah. Our, our podcast on the road to perfection um, came about because we take daily walks, my husband and I, and we talk about just stuff. And a lot of it is how we live our Catholic faith. And we're like, well, let's put microphones on. <laughs> They're literally walk. Are y'all literally, literally walking? walking around the oh, neighborhood? That's a, that's a neat so you get lawn more. <laughs> you get, uh, we're, t- <laughs> we're saying hi to the neighbors. Our neighbors stop us and talk to us. They have no idea that they're recorded. <laughs> we cut some of that out. So that y'all, and but, your sons um, are involved in the ministry. And our sons are involved in the ministry. We, um, they Great. help us edit and, and record. Well, and thank you so stuff, much, so. Beth. We thank hear, you. we hear the music telling yes, us our time, time is, is up. up. Thank you listeners. God bless you. And talking.